can. Luke 24, verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. They talked together of all these things which had happened. It came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were held that they should not know him. He said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? He said unto them, What things? They said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth. So they're talking to Jesus about Jesus. Which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted. That's the whole crux of where we're going tonight. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. When they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher, found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses beginning at Moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all scriptures the things concerning himself so now Jesus is talking to them about Jesus. They drew nigh unto the village whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him. 
Because once you have Jesus, you better not let him go. They constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Watch what happens. It came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke. And broke and gave to them and their eyes were opened and they knew him not when he took the bread not when he blessed the bread but when he broke the bread their eyes were opened. I want to preach to you tonight the other side of broken. The other side of broken. Would you ask the Holy Ghost to help us tonight, everybody? We in the religious world, the religious sector of society, have labeled the Friday before Easter Good Friday. And I suppose for us who know that the tomb was emptied, that know the resurrection, especially those of us that know 50 days later, in an upper room he would come back in a greater measure by the Holy Ghost. Those of us that know the rest of the story, I assume for us, it is a good Friday. 
But just for a few moments tonight, I want, I want us to slide our feet in the sandals of the disciples. Because for them, it was anything but a good Friday. No, for them, this, this was the Friday that Jesus was taken from them. For those who followed him for three and a half years, this was the Friday that Jesus left them. For them, this Friday was not good. It was the Friday that Jesus died on them. That's why for three and a half years when he would begin to teach them the true reason that he was born in a manger the whole purpose of him walking among man in frail flesh was to do more than just open the blinded eyes. He tried his best for three and a half years to explain, to teach to these men, I wasn't born to do neat tricks. I was born to die. And every time he went there, they stopped him. They either changed the subject, put their fingers in their ears, or walked out of the room because they didn't want to hear Jesus is going to leave them. Because for these 12 men, they have given up everything to follow him. Fishing was not their vacation, it was their vocation. This is how they made a living. This is how they put food on the table. This is how they were able to feed their kids and put clothes on their back and a roof over their head. This, this career that they chose was a family career that was taught from father to son. So when they left their nets to follow a man whom they had never met, to preach a doctrine that they had never heard, to cast out devils they have never fought, they left it all to follow a man who would leave them. Now you can't convince these men it's a good Friday. No, Jesus, Jesus, you, you can't leave me. You, you, you can't die on me. You, you, you can't turn your back on me because everything I've ever known, everything I've ever thought about being, everything that was ever put inside of me that I could do, I've given it all up. I've given my career up. I've given my education up. I've given my knowledge of, of worldly things up only to follow you because you promised me that I would turn the world upside down. You 
promised me that I would have power over all the power of the enemy. Jesus, you promised me I could tread on serpents and you promised me that I would have keys to the kingdom and you gave me, you gave me a new vision and a new goal in life and now you got the audacity that when I've given up everything and I've, and I've given up friends and I've given up family and they've all kicked me out and they've all turned their back on me. Now you expect me to call this a good Friday. No, 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 Jesus. This, this is anything but good. Don't you understand? Don't you understand what I've done? Don't you understand the money I've given up just to follow you? Don't you understand the friends I've forsaken to follow you? Don't you understand the prestige I could have had to follow you and now you're going to leave me? You want me to follow you, but you won't stick around no longer than three years? Come on, some of you, some of you can relate to this. Some of you... Some of you can, 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 can place yourself in their shoes because you know what you could have been and you know what you could have had and you know what you used to be, but you left it all. You forsook houses and families and mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers just to follow this man and to be sold out to this man. And now some of you feel like you can't talk to him and he's not talking to you. And three and a half years later, you're not where you thought you would be by now. In fact, some of you feel like he's left you. Now, this is not a good Friday. This is a horrible Friday. That's why out of all 12, he could only get one to show up at a cross because none of the other 11 wants anything to do with it. They are willing to walk with him as long as he's giving and blessing and providing. But as soon as he teaches them, I've come to hang on a cross and save all of the world. You talking about, you talking about building a kingdom here on earth? Guys, you don't get it. You, you, you've never understood my purpose. You've never understood why I'm here. You never, you never got a hold of the reason I came was to do more than just to give you life. It was to save the sins of the whole world and I can't save if I don't die. Jesus, don't talk to me about dying. Talk to me about the gates of hell shall not prevail. Talk to me about I will have power over all the power of the enemy. Tell me greater works than these shall I do. Tell me about those devils who will tremble at my feet. Tell me about the power you will give me. But don't talk to me about leaving me. Because I didn't leave everything I left for you to leave me. I trusted you. 
I trusted you knew what you was doing. I trusted you knew where you was taking me. I trusted that you had the answers. I trusted you had the solutions. I trusted you had a way out. I trusted you for power and blessing and provision. I trusted that you wouldn't leave me. After all, you're the one that said you never would. You're the one that said you'll stick closer than a brother. You're the one that said heaven and hell will pass away, but the word will not pass away. And you said you was the word. You promised me you would be here forever. I know we condemn Simon Peter for not being there. But come on, let's be real. The dude has keys to the kingdom that was given to him by Jesus. The guy's got promise all over his life. And now the man that gave him it and promised him it is dying on him. Maybe maybe that's the reason he denied because how can I believe in a man that I trusted would never leave me that did? I, I, I defended the man. I cut off the ear of Malchus. I defended him against the Roman soldiers and he rebuked me. No, it's not a good Friday. It's the Friday that their dreams were shattered and their hope was crushed and their faith died. 72 hours later, two men are walking on a road called Emmaus. These men are discussing the recent news that's transpired in the city. They're trying to wrap their heads around a man that promised it wouldn't leave but did. They're trying to wrap their heads around a man that now nobody can even locate. They're trying to just get all of this figured out in their head because we trusted this man. I'm going to nail that home. We had our faith in this man. We believed every word this man spoke. And now he's no longer here to even speak to us. Scripture gives us only one the names of the two, Cleopas, but in my study of this story, reading many commentaries and theologians that most all agree that man number two that was unnamed most believe was the Acts 2.38 preacher. Go study it out for yourself. Most believe it was Simon Peter. If that be the case, 
How in the world when Jesus shows up to walk on the road with them, Peter has no clue who it is. You, you, you would think three and a half years walking with the man, talking with the man, being the only one beside Jesus to walk with him on the water. Peter has no idea who it is. He begins, Jesus begins to ask these people that to them, he's just a stranger. He begins to ask them what, what you guys talking about. You would think, you would think Peter would have said, wait a minute. I know that voice. No one talks like Jesus talks. No one has that powerful accent like Jesus has. I know that voice. I listened to that voice for three and a half years. Through the conversation, Peter can't recognize him through his voice. So they keep on walking and they, they tell Jesus, are you, are you a stranger around here? Are you... Are you new to the city? Have, have you not heard what's been happening and what's going on? And Jesus said, what things? And, and they begin to explain to Jesus what happened to Jesus. Well, there, there was this man that claimed to be God himself that, 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 that promised us life and, 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 and gave us power and, 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 and they took Jesus and they, and they crucified Jesus and they hung him on a cross and the whole crux of the matter is we trusted that this man was who he said he was and now we can't even locate him. He's walking with you. But you've allowed past events to blind you to your present reality. You've allowed what Jesus did not do stop you from believing what he's going to do. They keep on walking and they and they keep on telling him. And 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 we had we had some women friend of ours that, that went to the tomb to anoint his body and, and they came running saying that he's no longer there and we don't know where he's at. So not only did the man die on us, but but we don't know if his body was stolen. We don't know if he got up and, and, and resurrected himself. And even if he did, he's still not talking to us. He's still not with us. We still don't know where he's at. He's beside you. So you, 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 you would think, you would think however long this road was, however long this trip was, you would think Peter would have got the clue. You would have think Peter's eyes would have been open. You would have think Peter would have said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I may not have recognized the voice, but I know the presence. Because this man walked into my house to heal my mother-in-law. And when he walked into my home, the whole atmosphere changed. Because, because anything can happen when he walks in the room. Anything can take place when he, you would think Peter would have recognized the presence. But through the whole journey, Peter has no idea who he's talking to. 
So Jesus stops them. And Jesus said, oh, fools, slow to believe. And the Bible said that, that Jesus expounded. He didn't just tiptoe. He didn't just beat around the bush. He, he got deep all the way back to Moses. That doesn't mean Exodus because Moses was the writer of Genesis. He goes back to the beginning. And in every book and in every prophet, he talks about David. He talks about Hezekiah. He talks about Solomon. He talks about Moses. He talks about Aaron. He goes through all the prophets. He, he goes through the minor prophets. He talks about Isaiah. He talks about Ezekiel. And he's expounding and he's getting deep in the word. You would think Peter would have said, wait a minute. No one knows the word like Jesus knows the word. No one can be so deep and eloquent as the man who himself proclaimed before Abraham was, I am. If anyone knows the word like this, Jesus knows the word, but Peter doesn't recognize him through his voice, through his presence, or through his teaching. Has no clue. So they just keep on walking with a stranger. They, they get to their village and the sun is beginning to set and, and this so-called stranger begins to, begins to depart ways with the company and, and the Bible said they constrained him. Sir, you're, you're new around here. You don't know how dangerous the streets of Jerusalem are late at night. You don't know, you don't know how, you don't know all the evilness that lurks in the alley. It would be better for you to just, just come to my house and abide with us. Wait till the sun breaks. Wait till daylight. Then take your journey home. And Jesus walks in the house. You, you, you would think Peter would have said, oh, my. How could I have been so blind? Because nobody walks into a situation like Jesus can walk into a situation. The Bible said when, when the king got to wondering about the fate of the Hebrew boys, he looked in and he said, I thought we threw in three. I thought they were bound, but now I see four. They're loosed, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. Here's my question. How do you know what the Son of God looks like? He don't show up till Matthew 1. How do you have a clue what he looks like? I'll tell you how he knew because he heard the stories of the man. He heard the testimonies about this man. And he only came, he came to only one conclusion. I've only heard of one man that will willingly decide to get into somebody else's furnace. Because when friends leave, Jesus shows up. When family walks out, Jesus walks in. And the guy said, this has to be the son of God. 
Come on, Peter should have recognized nobody walks in a situation like Jesus walks in. Peter, you was a wretched man. You yourself said, I'm a sinful man. But Jesus walked into that sin. Jesus walked into that failure. Jesus walked into that problem. Jesus showed up in that mess. And now he's walking into your trouble now. And you have no clue who it is. Doesn't recognize him by the voice, by the teaching, by the presence, and by the way he walks in. Apparently this road was quite lengthy because they're hungry when they get home. They sit down at the table. This stranger being the guest. They offer him the loaf of bread to pass out to feed the hungry hearts of the room. He takes the bread in his hands. He pronounces blessing over the bread. They, they don't recognize him. Peter doesn't recognize him by the teaching, by the presence, by the voice. He doesn't even recognize him by the blessing. Then the Bible said he began to break that bread.
so lovingly. Come on. The blessing cannot do and what the presence cannot do. It was on the other side of broken that Peter got the revelation. I've not been alone. I've not been abandoned. He's been by my side all day long. He's been walking with me. He's been talking with me. He's been teaching me. He's been helping me. Because there's because there's just there's just a revelation that the breaking can give you that blessing can never give you there's a revelation that the breaking can give you that the voice can never give you there's a revelation in the brokenness that you'll never see in the voice there's a revelation in the breaking that you'll never see in the giving there's a revelation in the breaking that you'll never see in the wall So we ask God for blessing and we ask God for giving but we never want to be broken. And so our eyes, our eyes stay dim. Our eyes stay blind to who's been with us Every step of our loneliness, every step of our rejection, every step of our pain, every step of our worry, every step of our fear. Because it's only on the other side of broken do you get a revelation who's by your side. Peter, you got more than a stranger walking with you. Peter, you got more than Cleopas walking with you. On the other side of broken, Peter got the revelation. The man kept his word. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The man kept his word. Lo, I am with you always. In your pain, come on, in your in your problems, in your sickness, I'm always there. I'm always with you. Only the broken can get that revelation. Isaiah said, if we are in his hand, then no man can pluck us out of his hand. Because Jesus is the only man that can bless the very thing he breaks. Come on, you want the blessing? You've got to be willing to get broken. took it, he blessed it, he broke it, 
than he gave. Is that not what we ask for? God, give me. God, use me. I give myself away so you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. But before he can give us, he's got to break us. He's got to break the junk that's keeping our eyes from being blind. He's got to break all the crud and all the garbage out of us. He must put us on the potter's wheel and remake us and remote us and reshape us. Does it feel good? Absolutely not. Is it pleasant? Absolutely not. Is it something we pray for? It's not something I pray for. Do we know what we sing sometimes? It's a song I've not heard it in a while, but it 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 said, sometimes it takes a mountain, sometimes a troubled sea to trust you and believe. I don't sing that. Because what you're saying is, God, it takes a mountain. It takes a troubled sea. And God says, well, okay. Here you go. Heard a song a few weeks ago, and it said the words, something about, about I want to be trod in the fire. Hope y'all don't sing that. Yeah, but it's, it, they acted like it was a powerful song. I'm thinking, you're an idiot. I, I didn't say that. Come on, sometimes our Holy Ghost speaks, well, flesh. And so we get all excited and we say things like, give me your best shot, devil. You're a moron. Before you start asking that, read the book of Job. And how do we even know that was his best shot? I don't ask for the breaking, but I got a revelation. Only he can do it so tenderly. Only he can do it so great. Because after the breaking, I'm going to be able to feed 5,000 people. After the breaking, I'm going to be able to help for it.
Come on, your pastor told me this afternoon during lunch that that that, that he believes he believes in the masses that's that, that that's going to come through. He believes in in the thousands that's going to come through. That's great. Come on, that's great. But there's going to be a breaking process. But you hear this evangelist just because he breaks you doesn't mean he'll drop you. Just because he breaks you doesn't mean he'll let you go. Come on. He'll keep on holding you. He'll keep on Every now and then, he'll pour that he'll pour that healing bomb on you. What are you saying, Atkins? I'm saying, stay in his hands. Don't let life pluck you out. You can't handle breaking without being in his hands. Breaking out of his hands becomes crushing. Breaking in his hands becomes giving. So you want to be given to your city. You want to be given to your family. You want to be given to your friends, okay? Stay in his hands. And while he's breaking, just stay put. It was after that that Peter said, Did our hearts not burn within us? I I knew I was feeling something. I just couldn't put my finger on it. But now I know it was the fire shut up in my bones. I've been walking with the man who put it there. I've been walking with the man. Come on, come on. I got keys dangling in my pocket that was given to me from this man. only on the other side could it could it be could it could it be that for those two years of that dreaded sea war that we all faced that at the end of it at the end of the breaking we got the revelation we didn't know what to do we didn't know how to respond have church in the building, have church in the parking lot, have church online. But on the other side of broken, the revelation I got, he was always there. When I didn't know what to do or where to turn, he was always there. Some of you this week have cried yourself to sleep because of all the pain and the worry and the loneliness you feel. God has sent me at least tonight to tell you it's all in the process of God answering your prayer to be given. See, there's a divine order in breaking bread. It can't be given until it's broken. But on the other side of broken, our eyes can be opened. Now I understand. 
now I know who's been walking with me and who's, now I know this feeling I've been having inside of me. I get it now. I didn't understand with them singing. I didn't understand with them preaching, but oh my God, on the other side of broken, Jesus has been walking with me every step of the journey. 